All right, welcome to episode seven of the Corporate Global Fantasy Premier League podcast. Uh, you're here with me, Taylor. Me, me Evan. <laughs> oh no! And that last person you heard was none other than Tim Griffith, uh, the man of mystery himself, the man that you've all been waiting to hear from, the <laughs> oft offsided as the most mysterious man in our fantasy premier league tim we're so glad to have you on today i am glad to be here do you do you see yourself as a man of mystery uh well i would say i am the the outlier in this league skill wise and otherwise uh so (laughs) but man of of mystery i think we're just (laughs) man of mystery makes it sound happy uh, to have you in that's great um well thank you for being on the podcast we're so excited to hear from you and uh yeah just hear about how things are going um First of all, how are things going? How are you guys doing? I'm good, but we're here to talk about Tim. Tim, how are you? Uh, I am doing all right. Uh, it's been a it's been a whack few weeks recently, but things are getting normal. Christmas is rolling around. Uh, things are looking up. Yeah, Tim, you're you're uh, in college, right? Yes, I'm a freshman at, at Union University, um, majoring in accounting. So exciting! Uh, really translates well to fantasy. I've realized. Um, not necessarily soccer. It's all uh, in the numbers. <laughs> it is all in the numbers. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to talk as much as possible about my, my fantasy football leagues, uh, where I actually succeed. Uh, <laughs> but, nice. Uh, no, totally. That's a, that's a great segue, because we wanted to ask you, um, like, one of the things that we're always interested in is, like, what is people's level, like, of engagement and kind of points of interest in the Premier League and in fantasy soccer? So, like... Um, what like sports are you into what like perhaps even fantasy sports and then like how do those intersect with like your interest in the premier league yeah so since since day one any and all sports right up my alley i mean if you you take golf out of the equation and i will play any sport um i played basketball in high school i played some basketball or some baseball when i was in um like middle school age um now i'm playing ultimate frisbee uh here at union on a club team so that's super fun so very three fairly different sports um kind of all over the place uh but i would say as a on a professional or collegiate level my sports interest is is across the board i just a general interest in it all so i mean fantasy uh fantasy wise obviously football is probably the entry point for most people i've played a lot of fantasy football and it is so, so much fun, and I get way too emotionally invested in it. Um, usually does not go my way, uh, so when it doesn't, it's a tough time. But, well, not not talking about fantasy necessarily, but just the Premier League in general. Um, I didn't really follow soccer at all until recently. My entry point, though, was FIFA 10 uh, on the Wii. What a game. I got, I got that for Christmas one year, and I played that nonstop. I was so good. I could score from anywhere. It was, I was just, it was magic. And at that point, I was what? I was nine or 10 or 11. Uh, so I, you know, I didn't know anything about soccer at that point. So I just, I hopped in and I was like, Chelsea seems pretty cool. So I was playing with, uh, Anelka and and DDA Drogba and uh, oh man, <laughs> better check as my goalkeeper, uh, and John Terry of course, uh, 
So that Frank Lampard took all the free kicks, scored oh. a lot of goals with him. Uh, <laughs> so that was probably my first my first introduction into the Premier League and my first like soccer team. That I was like, yeah, this is my team. Um, but obviously that that game kind of aged out eventually uh, for me. So I kind of fell out of the Premier League, uh, you know, realm. Like I I didn't really pay attention. I didn't follow it. Uh, but until like the last couple years, uh, I was like, you know, soccer is really cool, uh, and I feel cool when I talk about it. So I hopped in and I was like, uh, I think the Spurs are my team, and that was definitely inspired by Jay Griffith. I'm not sure why. He just he said Spurs were cool, and I was like, seems good to me. Also, they seemed more American right. than any of the other teams. So, <laughs> uh, so Spurs are my team now, and boy, I am all in, and it is. This wow. recently it's a good it has been a good, good time. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. So I didn't realize you had that connection with the 2009-10 Chelsea team, yeah. uh, which is amazing. Because, I mean, I think Didier Drogba is probably the most fun player I've ever seen play soccer. Oh, my goodness. Um, what just incredible stuff. But so as, as a, a Spurs fan, how do you feel about Jose Mourinho? This is the main thing that I want to know. <laughs> this is an excellent question. So prior to his, his now stint at uh, Tottenham, uh, I, 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 lots, I remember so many interviews with him where you're like, there is no way anybody could ever just like this man in general. Like, he's just, he's the worst. <laughs> he's quoted all the time in my house when uh, they got beat by Arsenal or something, like 3-0 or something. And, and in the press conference afterward, uh, he answered every question with, I have nothing to say. I have nothing to say. <laughs> so now, now my whole family just says that to each other all the time. Just, I have nothing to say. I have nice. So, <laughs> uh, just a general dislike of Jose. Uh, until now, he, uh, I have been converted. Uh, very, you know, I am biased, obviously. But he showed up, and of course, I first get the news, and I was like, oh, you gotta be kidding me. And then, like, they started winning. They started playing defense, which I haven't seen in forever. And I was like, you know what? I mean, he wins championships, so, like, Sure. And man, they're really showing up now. So I have, I would say I have been converted and a big part of that conversion along with the winning is his social media presence for sure. Oh, uh, his, <laughs> his, his seven steps to, to, to how to do social media just is amazing. Uh, and, uh, so that's definitely been a big, <laughs> a big part of that conversion. Wow, you're really hitting all of the Taylor Hair high points here. Now yeah. That his Instagram <laughs> oh, presence. that was the goal. I feel I, I I'm so much more confident now. Uh, Evan, <laughs> how do you feel about? Uh, I don't think I've ever point blank asked you how do you feel about Jose Mourinho. Me? Yeah. Um, I don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the deal, though. You don't like him until he coaches your team. I'm I I really hope he doesn't come to Everton ever. <laughs> He'll but, come around. You know. Yeah, I, I don't like him. I think he's... Now, I will say, if... So, he's classically... The last several teams he's managed, um, he's always, like, had that third season downfall where he's, like, getting in fights with players and it just it just goes to shit. So, I think if he doesn't have that with Spurs, then maybe I'll cut him some slack. But until he proves me wrong... Um, I don't, I'm not a big fan of his, um, we'll see. I mean, he seems to be a little bit more of a, a jolly fellow 
more so lately than maybe uh, with Chelsea and United, but I don't know. I, I'm not too keen on him. Totally. Yeah, you can't imagine like Inter Milan Jose Mourinho having an Instagram. <laughs> you know, when he's like when he's like yeah. walking off the field, like taunting the AC Milan fans. Honestly, though, that's that's part of it. Like once you're on his side and you see that, oh, it's glorious. It's it, it's wonderful. On the other side, of course, you just you can't stand it. But man, that takes that takes guts, and man, he has them. It's amazing. Yeah, and kind of think... kind of like what Evan was talking about. Yeah, he he does tend to eventually fall out with players. So I'm honestly not gonna be super surprised when when he and Eric Dyer just you know punch each other. <laughs> basically, it <laughs> it will be Eric Dyer. It, for it sure. will be Eric Dyer <laughs> yeah. for sure. So that'll be fun. That'll be really fun. Oh man. Well, that's great. I'm glad that you're on Team Mourinho, as am I, even if uh, we have to gang up on Evan. That's Um, fine. All right. um, Well, let's go ahead and get into the league table for this year. Um, So I'm going to go ahead and run down the table. And then as we do every week, we'll go through, say a little bit about each team before um, spending the majority of our time talking about uh, Tim's Crumbs team. Um, So... Oh, we had some some changes. Sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say, um, does I wasn't here the whole time, so we may have already talked about this before the pod. But uh, does Tim know the the outline of like who's doing what team? Yep. Okay. Yeah, I went through with him. Awesome. Good deal. All good. Um, a little peek behind the curtain, folks. We had some technical <laughs> difficulties earlier, but we are all set now. Yeah, Hopefully. that curtain. If, is, you, if you're that hearing curtain, this, we're all is set. an iron curtain. You hardly ever see what goes on around here. <laughs> You never, you this never is see like, us flinch. That is like a one million dollar uh, thirty second audio bit right there. You could sell that. All right, totally. go on, Taylor. Enough, enough <laughs> of my <All> rambles. Right. <laughs> so uh, at the top of the league, um, as always, we have Lords of Soccer Ball. Jerry Groth um, scored fifty five points this week for, and this is, I think, crucial. A total of six hundred and sixty six points, um, and I think it's crucial because it made me realize that like i was thinking about the like names for satan right so like (laughs) prince of the air lord of darkness for some reason jerry groth just like works for me it's like oh that could be like some kind of name for for (laughs) i'm writing that down for sure prince of darkness lord of flies jerry groth um anyway (laughs) moving on uh in second place, we've got the winner faces, White Keener, um, uh, with a, a little bit of a disappointing 36 points for a total of 552. And then hot on his heels, we have my team, Hugo Weavingwood M, um, 47 points this week uh, for 547, just five behind Wyatt now. Uh, in fourth place, we have William Spicer, so that's up one place from fifth last week um, with change name uh 60 points this week uh the league high for 527 and then just behind him dropping down one place to fifth place uh evan estes's ancelotti antipasti uh 52 points this week for 525 and then in six we've got tim griffith's crumbs uh with an exclamation point a little bit of a disappointing 39 points we can talk about that a little bit later um for 485 so that's your league table um, Evan, do you want to lead us into 
our first team we're going to talk about, which is Jay's team. Yeah, definitely. Um, but first, I want to get Tim's opinion. Um, obviously, besides your own team name, what is your favorite team name out of all of these players? Oh, boy. Okay, so Ancelotti Antipasti, I must say, is the the one that just strikes you first and is like, wow, just brilliant. Uh, but here is my question. Hugo Weaving Wood M, what, what were you going for when the character count just really tore you down? What was that? Yeah, the character count... The character count really screwed me over on that one. And I was, I had this like, so I've explained this before, I think, but I'm going to do it again. I'm sure you have. Which is, which is, uh, I had this like, it was right after um, Mikel Arteta and Arsenal were doing really well. And I was like, oh, Mikel Arteta, I think part of the reason why they're doing so well is because he looks so good on the sideline. Like he looks like a hawk. And I was like, okay, what other people would look like birds of prey on the sideline. And I was like, oh, Hugo Weaving, for sure, would look like some kind of a falcon. And so I was trying to, to make my team name Hugo Weaving would make a great manager, but I ran out of characters. <laughs> are you going with Are you going, Are you you going? going with bearded Hugo or um, clean-shaven no, Hugo? El, Elrond Hugo. Oh, yes. Uh. <laughs> anyway. So Elrond, I do Elrond have an, Hugo. I do have... <laughs> I do have an appreciation for your just your contentedness of just just to you know it is what it is, <laughs> just to let I it know. Be. I knew what I wanted, and if I only got half of what I wanted, that was okay. <laughs> um, he was born anyway. in Nigeria. Really? Yeah. I just interesting. I had to look him up. <laughs> this is the first time I looked him up. <laughs> yeah, I think maybe. I could also I I could also live with a Mr. Anderson era Hugo Weaving like Matrix era. Hmm. No, I, oh, I'm anyway. gonna go back and watch. That just made me want to go back and watch all the Matrix movies. Just okay, that's great. Don't um, okay. Don't listen. Don't listen to the Slack boys. They will tell you that those movies don't hold up. At least the first ones don't. But I, I don't care I think, what anybody in Slack says. <laughs> all right. Okay. Well, <laughs> this podcast is gone we are off the rails. Off the rails already. Um, <laughs> that's mostly my fault, I think. Um, okay, so. <laughs> Let's start with Lords of Soccer Ball, a.k.a. Jerry Groth, a.k.a. Jerry Griffith, a.k.a. Jay Griffith, a.k.a. Mary Chiasmus um, in Slack. <laughs> uh, with a game week score of 55, bringing his total to 666. Um, obviously, Jay has sold his soul to the devil in order to win <laughs> our league this year. Um, but anyway... Um, he did pretty well this week. Um, he didn't hit captain, but it didn't matter because he had two eight-pointers in the back with Dallas and Chilwell and mm. Neto with 13 and Gruish with 10. I mean, that, that made for a solid week for him. Um, his team looks in pretty decent shape besides, uh, I mean, even with Zaha and Bale not playing. Two big names that you want to play week in and week out. Um both with zero points. Now, Zaha is expected to be back um, sometime soon, within the next week or two. So, I would expect him to play this week. I don't know. Have you heard anything, Taylor? No, I haven't. But I also haven't really been looking. Zaha's yeah. not on my team, so I haven't been too yeah. vigilant about that. Same. But, 
regardless, I think the one thing that I would point out is, Jay, you probably need to um, – I wouldn't worry about Zaha, but maybe um, bringing in another um, substitute that will get you some points. So that way you don't risk um, any zero pointers on the field. But yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much all I have to say about Jay. Obviously, he's holding it down up at the top. He's still 100 points ahead of the second-place player in uh, – and Wyatt Keener, so he's obviously doing something right. So keep it up, Jay. Yeah, and I think um, something that's been surprising to me has been, uh, like, I like Dallas as a player, but I've been surprised by how well Leeds have done defensively this season. Mm-hmm. I think in the first couple weeks, I was like, oh, they're just going to be the kind of team that scores a ton of goals and gives up a ton of goals. But yeah. they haven't given up that many. Like, they haven't been the, like, three four point games that i thought they were going to be at the beginning of the season so i think that dallas pick is looking better and better as weeks go on honestly yeah definitely tim do you have anything to say about your brother's team do you want to just you know you want to talk smack right now or yeah, you can anything i wish, I, wish I could talk smack because you know i'm about that but i there's i just can't his team is just they're unbeatable <laughs> now i will say i will say his vestergaard uh, that that was me. Uh, he was inspired by me, uh, uh, so I'm gonna take credit okay. for that for that one point for this week. Nice. Uh, but outside of that, <laughs> I mean, man, just I don't understand how he fit all those players in there. I didn't do my math before I before I put my team together, but I think he did and he did it well. Uh, now I would say I, I think him having Bale is more is just part of his Spurs fandom because uh, Bale isn't playing. <laughs> Quite frankly, yeah. uh, so honestly, I believe that either either he is holding out hope or he really is just uh, giving in to his his Spurs fandom. Uh, I would definitely say in that situation, I'm I'm not keeping Bale on the bench, but it is the bench, so he seems to be doing okay without it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we've we've definitely questioned that Bale move often and uh, yeah, pretty often, but he does have to fill that Spurs quota. Bale is one way to do it. Um, so, you know, good on him. Are there so maybe this is a good question for Tim before we move on. I know we're not trying to spend too much time on these other teams. Who so Jay has the self-imposed rule of having three Spurs player in each, three Spurs players in each team. Yeah. Or in his team at any given time. And obviously he's going to have Son and Kane. Who would you have as the third Spurs player? If you As were, the third? Yeah. Well, see, I've been trying to figure that out for myself because I, the way Spurs defense has looked the past few weeks, uh, I've just been honestly blown away. Uh, but it's, there's a lot of inconsistency on the back end other than Alderweireld. And, I mean, I was very confused when Vertonghen left. I didn't really understand that. But uh, other than Alderweireld, nobody has really stayed put back there. Um, Arie, Doherty, they've they've been in and out. Um, so I've been trying to, I've been flip flopping all over the place trying to figure out um, what Spurs player I want there on the back end, and I have lucked out every single, or not lucked out. I've the opposite of that. Uh, players just not playing the the week I picked them up. So honestly, uh, you don't really need another mid because Son and Kane are going to score all the goals. So you really want uh, a defense back there or. Um, if you're really desperate, then uh, Larice. I would say in his situation, I would probably go with an Alderweireld, um, maybe a Doherty. Hopefully, he gets back in the lineup uh, soon. I'm certainly hoping so. Um, uh, but yeah, he does have to fill that quota. Also, 
really putting some some handcuffs with uh, no city players. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, you know, he'll do he'll do what he does, uh, and it's it it really doesn't matter at this point, I guess. Totally. Yeah, I don't think he fits as well as a defender might, but I really liked the way Steven Bergwijn played this weekend. Like, I thought he was extremely creative against Chelsea and yeah. um, could see... And I, I hope we see a lot more of him in the lineup going forward because he was really fun to watch. Mm-hmm. All right, um, let's keep going. So um, I'm going to talk about the team in second place, which is uh, Wyatt Keener's winner faces. Um, as I already mentioned, had a little bit of a disappointing week uh, with 36 points. Um, that's eight below the average. Um, he had some bright spots, so um, I think we've lauded him for his Chilwell pick from two weeks ago, and that is continues to come good for Wyatt. Um, and then, obviously, Grealish had a good game, so got 10 points there. Although, the problem with Grealish is that I think everyone in the league has him, so... Um, you're not getting much differentiation there with a player like Grealish, um, which is always the the question with any any of these players. Like, how can you differentiate yourself from the rest of the rest of the pack? Um, but other than that, got had some really unlucky things. Uh, Neto obviously scoring 13 points, um, but being on the bench was really unfortunate. Um, I have the same situation that he has, which is having Cleish and Neto both. And I tend to start Neto over Cleish. Um, I don't know if that's like borne out in the stats, whether that's a better thing to do, but I tend to like Neto. He's a little bit more forward thinking. Um, Cleish, I mean, Leeds just have a lot of players who can hit you. Um, and Wolves do too, but it's really just up to, well, not Jimenez anymore because he'll be out for quite a while. Um, it's up to Neto and, um, like, Potence, basically. Um, so I think even now that Raul Jimenez is out, I would suggest putting Neto in over Cleish just because there's no way Neto's not starting without Jimenez in the lineup. And for those of you who don't know, um, Jimenez uh, had a skull fracture on the weekend and had surgery already. So um, he will be out for quite a while. Um, but, yeah, so... Um, I don't know. What do you guys think? Are there any other things that stood out? So why didn't make any moves ahead of the game week? Um, so there weren't any big kind of changes there. Hmm. No, I mean, he he missed captain, which is never a good, <laughs> never a good thing. Um, yeah, Captain Werner, and that didn't come off, unfortunately. Um, and he was, re- and then he vice captain Ziyech, so he was really going all in on Chelsea this week. And that just did not work out for him. So it just unlucky there. Um, but going on, but thinking about that, I I feel like his his mid. I feel like he doesn't have many captain options. To be honest, um, like I don't think Werner is a good cap, captain option. Um, I don't think Calvert Lewin's a captain option. I think the only the only ones are Kane and Son. To be honest, are the only two people I'd captain on that team. Um, and if they're playing a and they've got a tough run of fixtures coming up, so I feel like he needs to maybe bring in another big hitter um, that he can captain. What do you think? I mean, yeah, we kind of talked a little bit about it last week, the idea of like chasing from second place as opposed to being in first place and how that like changes the way you play the game. Yeah. Um, but I think I feel this in myself, and I wonder if other people feel this, is like I'm hesitant to Captain Grealish 
just because of how cheap he is as a player. But I don't think that's a reflection of how many points he can give you as a someone to captain. So that might be an option too. Yeah. Like I know the like low price tag might be kind of psychologically a dissuasion from doing that. But um, if everyone else has a bad fixture, don't be afraid to throw that that captaincy on Grealish if he's got a good one. And even and that's a good way to gain points. Even though everyone in the league has Grealish, if you captain him, no, and if no one else does then you're going to get double points of whatever he gets. So it's kind of like a little bit of a differential there. But, yeah, yeah. that's all I got to say, really. Yeah, I feel like Grealish is a good option. Uh, I have noticed watching some Aston Villa games that, I mean, him and Watkins really being, I mean, they have quite a few threats. But I feel like every time Grealish touches the ball, just eight defenders are all just crowding him. Like, he's they he is on notice. And so I just feel like that's, that's probably putting him less in a... Uh, a less of a captaining position. I, I gave him the captain shot uh, either last week or a couple weeks ago, and uh, it went poorly. Um, so I am I am <laughs> severely hesitant to captain Grealish at any point for the rest of this season. <laughs> no, that's yeah. a great point. It only takes one to burn you, man. It only takes <laughs> one. It really does. But yes. the, good, the good thing about this game is that you just like keep going back to the ones that hurt you. It's like, I don't know. It's like a drug addiction in a way. <laughs> That's how I feel about uh, James Ward-Prowse right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, you got so, rid of him, and now he's, like, hauling. He's- I had him in my original team. <laughs> oh, man. And, and it was – and here's the thing. It was for the exact reasons that he, that he did well this week. It was yeah. because he's a, he's a free kick specialist and because he takes in-swinging uh, corner kicks from the left side of the field. Um, and – he like he wasn't doing any of that he wasn't producing at all over the first like five weeks so i dropped him and then like the past couple weeks he scored like several free kick goals and has like several assists as well it's like come on why why'd you do that to me and now i just want to go back and pick him up again yeah yep yep yep. that's the way it goes oh well you gotta just keep moving forward though can't look at the can't look at the past thanks evan um (laughs) all right so um Anything else you want to say about Wyatt's team before we move on? Get it in shape or Taylor's going to pass you. Yeah. five. It's only five points, Wyatt. And uh, as I mentioned last week, I am really just smelling blood for a second place right now. So, <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on and talk about the next team. Timmy, that's all you. Hugo, Hugo Weaving Wood M. Uh, wow. Uh I mean, not the most spectacular week, but solid nonetheless. Um, obviously, the Sun captain didn't go quite as planned. Uh, he's been scoring basically every week uh, until now, which was very unfortunate uh, for me as well. So uh, that's always a tough one. But uh, looking okay around. I mean, Neto obviously had that big week. Grealish finally did something. Uh, Ten points. Uh, Sala been real disappointing this year. Uh People calling him the next Lionel Messi, and then he's definitely not been that this year. Um, so uh, I would say maybe a questionable uh, allocation of, of funds, but, I mean, he has the potential, so that's never the it's never a, a terrible decision. Um, I see Mings there on the back end. He, uh, I was super high on Aston Villa after that that destruction of uh, of. Who was it? It was either it was Man City or Liverpool earlier this year, uh, and mm-hmm. I was like, "Wow, Aston Villa! Like they 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 score and they play defense. I was like, this is incredible." Uh, and now they look 
like a little bit more like normal Aston Villa. Um, <laughs> so that uh, an Aston, I I usually look for for defenders on the back end, just for teams that I know have the capability to win on a weekly basis. Uh, I, I'm always going for that on the back end, um, and Aston Villa looked like that for a little bit, but it's uh, it's not it's not uh, staying super consistent. Uh, Werner, uh, he has been so confusing. I don't understand Werner. He some weeks he is just spectacular, and other weeks he's he disappears. Um, the vice captain is is not a bad idea, but. Uh, I don't know. He, I, I think I picked him up earlier this year. I have done plenty of, of flip-flopping of, of players. I think I had him uh, earlier in the year. Um, but he is he he definitely is a is a inconsistent. Um, he's a he's a boomer bust, I guess you'd say. Um, but yeah, I mean a solid week uh, all around. Neto and Grealish really made it uh, what it was. Um. Uh yeah, I mean, the 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 zero zero draw with with Chelsea and and Spurs was probably a disappointment for, for all, uh, especially for me. But I tell mean, me about it for most. So, most a of solid my, week. Most of my points hang on those two teams and then Aston Villa basically, and yeah. so, like I was watching those games with great trepidation, and uh, I think what you said about Werner is totally spot on. Like um, there are weeks where I'm just like so happy that I have him in my team and he looks like, like he's totally kind of in sync with the premier league, uh, like speed and physicality. And then other weeks like this week, he looked a little bit behind it. Although he did have a goal chalked off because of VH, uh, VAR, which was disappointing. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I, I think, I think I'll still keep him. I'm not like going to, dump him i don't think but it is it is a disappointment a disappointment to me that it's taking a little bit longer for him to really find his scoring boots in a consistent way um yeah i think it's a great point so are you shaken off of the uh timo tammy train no i'm still firmly on the timo tammy train you're gonna (laughs) Um, keep that double up i i still like it i still stubborn boy I know. I listen. I'm. A, I'm <laughs> it might pay stubborn, off, especially when it comes to Premier League. So yes, uh, I'm gonna keep them going. It was a little bit concerning that that Giroud came on for Werner hmm. and not for Abraham in like the sixty something minute this week. I yeah. was like, why is that happening? But um, yeah, that's weird. That's a weird. And now, now with Pulisic that. back, it's like there are just so many more options. It's a oh yeah, they're yeah they're one they're a team to watch, but man, it's hard to it's hard to have their fantasy assets because you don't know who's going to play, or how they're going to you know who's going to get the points because there's so many different players. But yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, you're obviously doing well because you're slowly creeping up on Wyatt. So keep it up, I guess. Best of luck. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to do anything, any trading this week, but I think I might yeah. move a couple people over the next week. So maybe next week we can talk about some possible, especially yeah. options at defense. I think I need to shake things up at defense a little bit. Um, yeah. I'm feeling the so. same too about my team. Yeah. But all right. 
All right, well, let's uh, let's move on to the next team. So that way we can talk about um, Tim Griffith's team for a very long time. Um, next up is William Spicer's team. Change name, all caps. Had an incredible week. Highest game week score out of all of us with a total of 60. It was enough to pass me, unfortunately. Um, and let's take a look at his team. So... He, I, I guess let's start with Diogo Jota because scores again. <laughs> more gracious. points more points for Spicer. Diogo Jota, um, it's like a staple in Spicer's team now. I don't think he can get rid of him. <laughs> um, you've got Grealish and Fernandez both with 10. And then I think the, the one that really killed me was um, Callum Wilson on the bench, first of all. He started him on the bench. Um, in place of Zaha, or, or Zaha was playing. Um, but obviously Zaha, with his illness, was out, so brought Wilson in on the auto-sub, and uh, that's what ended up getting him to pass me. So a 12-pointer from Callum Wilson. Um, that is tough. <laughs> a little frustrating, because Newcastle are not very good. Um, so it's kind of frustrating <laughs> that that particular team um, caused me to go down the table, but... You know, it is what it is. He's not going to do that every week. So hold on to yeah. hold hold on to Wilson Spicer, please. I don't I don't think he's going to get you that many points. So if you hold on to him, then I can pass you. Um, and, uh, I'm just yeah. going to interject here and say I I would say hold on to Wilson because I think he's the perfect bench player. I think he's a great bench player. Yeah, that's true. That's true. He is a good bench player. Like but, he's the perfect guy to just come in on the chance that someone gets COVID or whatever. Yeah, but obviously a really good. Really good week for Spice, even though he didn't even hit the captain with Sun. Um, and then he's got a Chelsea defender, which if you got a Chelsea defender, you're doing something right. <laughs> That's how I feel about it. So, yeah. Um, yeah, good week for Spice. Keep it up, man. What do y'all have to think about Spice's team? Gosh, I do not like Bruno Fernandez. <laughs> I just don't. I know, but he's one of those players that you can't you you don't like, but you just got to get him. <laughs> you know? I so just don't have want to. to though. I know. You just got to <laughs> give in to it, man. Let me I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you were there until like last week. Uh, yeah, I was there like 3 weeks ago. I didn't want to get him. Didn't want to get him. Salah got hurt. That's what made me get him. And it paid yeah. off. Two ten pointers in a row. Bruno Fernandez wow. get getting absolutely nothing, but still gets points somehow. I don't know. Yeah. Tim, what do you think about Manchester United or Bruno uh, Fernandez in general? Just anybody uh, there? Actually, if they're wearing that that red and have that big Chevrolet, I'm I'm a that's a big no. I I am down on Man U. <laughs> never liked him. Never yeah. will. All right. They've got some weird looking weird looking players. Just not a fan. What about what about the zebra jerseys? Terrible! Oh my goodness! Terrible! <laughs> Terrible! Wow! What about? That's right. We're get, we're just gonna keep baiting you. What about Ole Gunnar Solskjaer? <laughs> a good looking. A this good is looking a trick team. question. This is a trick question. What's your answer? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I have many thoughts on him, if any. Oh, yeah. we're we're big anti Ole here. I, well, here's well here's here's why I said it's he a looks trick the question. Part. He looks the yeah. Part. I don't. He look yes. 
I don't like him because I don't think he's good. And most people I don't think think he's very good. But I don't like Manchester United, so I want them to do poorly. So they should just hold on to him for as long as possible because <laughs> if they're just going to be like mediocre, then that's great. Then, you know, Perfect. my team will my team will have a better chance at beating them or, you know, being placed higher in the table. So, yeah, that's how I, I feel about it. An ideal I think situation. you could also... Oh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> oh, well, I was just going to say, I think you could also um, make the case that the, like, palette of Premier League managers needs Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Like, there's no one else <laughs> who looks, like, bemused. Yeah. Like, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer looks bemused when he's coaching. <laughs> like, just the world is on his shoulders. And you can't have everyone just look like they're about to go, like, fight someone in a pub, right? Like, you need people who are a different kind of... Uh, who carry themselves a different way. And I think he serves that. <laughs> Very hmm. true. That's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> okay, well, that's that's all I got about Spicer's team. Spice. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you did something right. Hopefully you can carry that momentum. And you're 20 points behind Taylor, but hey, if this week is anything, you could easily get you could easily catch him in one week just based on how you did this past week. So totally best of luck. And so that leaves me to discuss the second half of what is the re- the tightest race in our table. There's there are only two points between uh, change name and uh, Ancelotti and Pasti. Um, so with 52 points this week, um, Evan, um, yeah, I I would say you had a good game week. It wasn't like obviously as good as could be, but it wasn't, I wouldn't say it was terribly disappointing for you. Um, you were a solid seven or, uh, eight points above the average across, um, the premier league and you had some bright spots and you had some dark spots. And so we'll talk about those, um, (laughs) The the bright spot for you and dark spot for me for me is the ten points <laughs> uh, multiplied to twenty points that you got for Kevin De Bruyne, um, which I knew was coming. You know, you get rid of him, he's going to score the next week. That's just how the Premier League works. Um, uh, yeah, that's how fantasy Premier League works, at least. Uh, but it's always disappointing when you know the people who leave your team start doing well. Um, uh, now I will say so. I don't know if you feel this way, Evan. I didn't watch the City game. Okay? Neither did I. So they win 5 to nothing. And this is maybe my bias. Last year, you if you saw a box score of City winning 5 to nothing, how many goals and how many assists would you think Kevin De Bruyne got out of those 5 goals? I I out of five goals, I would at least picture him to get one goal and a couple right. of assists. And what did he get this week? He just two had assists. Two assists. He didn't have the I, goal, but you know it is what I, it is. I, I just think that you would think in a five nothing Man U or Man City route that he would get at least one goal. That that would have been my thought. And so this is mm-hmm. maybe a bad argument, but it's an argument that <laughs> Kevin De Bruyne is still is underperforming. <laughs> I would agree wow, with that. I would agree with that. The way, the way I'm used, to, I'm used to seeing Kevin De Bruyne be a magician with the ball, and now Man City in general has looked depressing uh, in recent weeks. But uh, I, I also uh, uh, 
uh, have De Bruyne on my team, uh, and I will never not have him on my team. Uh, City player though he may be, uh, he is just the ideal football player and the ideal player that I want to be a fan of, even though he wears that terrible baby blue. Uh, and so he will always be on my team. But yeah, I was, I watched uh, parts of that game and. Well, I say I watched. I was I was in a room adjacent to uh, my dad and my brother watching it, and I would I would hear Todd yell at me, "Oh, they scored again!" And I'd be like, "Oh, De Bruyne?" And he'd be like, "No, it's Mares." And I was like, "Are you kidding?" Me? <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, yeah, I would say I would say he's underperforming. He hasn't scored in a while, as as far as I can remember, and that's that is always disappointing from a, you know, I would say the the highest class in in the Premier League I would expect some some goal production hey uh how many goals has Kevin De Bruyne scored this year one in when Premier League one yeah. it was game week two their first game yeah that's not I've that's got not nothing else Kevin to say <laughs> oh no 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 hey that's fine don't say anything because if I don't want to try to convince you to get Kevin De Bruyne back because he will <laughs> destroy your life <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you now, and Tim knows it. Tim knows it. In what way will he destroy my life? He will put up the numbers every single season. He will have he will have ten plus goals and fifteen plus assists, guaranteed. You think you <sighs> look, Taylor? You don't want to fight me on this. I called it last week, Tim, on the podcast last week. I said. We were talking about Man City, and I said, don't sell Kevin De Bruyne. Man City's going to score 5-0 against Burnley. Kevin De Bruyne is going to have a goal and two assists. I was so close to getting it That exactly was very right. close. Wow. Yeah, I'm... Uh, so... Uh, he may be slumping, he's but gonna he's going to do never it. They have, they have Fulham. They have Fulham next week. You best believe <laughs> I'm captaining like him a, again. a goal mine. <laughs> yeah. No, well, I think you're he's, right. I don't know. I don't I'm not saying City are like back in action and like they look perfect, but he's going to find his way into points, I think. So, I don't know. I mean, they they may I don't know. They may not be as good as they were last year and he may drop off some, but I'm I'm going to I think he's been so good the last two or three seasons that I think his average is is what he did against Burnley and even higher. Like, I think he still has. I, I I think it would take a lot for him to drop off. So I'm not. I'm. He's not going anywhere for me. But all right, I look forward to uh, you. <laughs> the yeah. ship sinking with Kevin De Bruyne on it. Uh, yeah. Well, if it's going down, I'm going down with Tim Griffith. So yeah, I don't feel too bad. <laughs> all right. Um. I'm sorry we just talked about Kevin De Bruyne the whole time, but uh, just um, move on, move on. Let's talk to <laughs> let's talk to Tim about his team. That's all. Yeah, that's let's what talk we're about Tim's team since you've got him here. No, for. Um, oh, no, no. Tim, so, go, Tim, go through your team. Talk us. Yeah, talk, talk to us, us about your, your team. team about this week, and then we'll get into just in general your team oh, and boy. maybe so, what your strategy is going forward. Yes. So this week, not good, like the past few weeks. Um. Just really getting real frustrated across the board, specifically with my defenders. Um, I have been 
on a constant shuffling of defenders trying to figure out who's going to not get hurt or get COVID. And I've been unable to find that player. Uh, I've had Seamus Coleman on my team for many weeks now. He has not played in many weeks now. <laughs> I thought he was coming back uh, in November. Uh, I, he either got hurt again or that estimation was wildly off. Uh, he's still out. Doherty uh, came back from injury. They have not put him back in. Uh, and so I picked up some some very low-level defenders. Uh, I mean, you know, you know you're... You're desperate when you pick up West Ham defenders. Um, and so that's just not looking great. Missed the captain again for like the fourth week in a row. I I made the mistake of not going with Son last week, and I just told myself I was never making that mistake again. Uh, and so I captained him. Did not go well. Of course, Grealish then goes uh, and, and, and does his thing. De Bruyne does his thing, and I, I missed out on both of those. Uh, also, big goalkeeper miss. Always frustrating. Whenever I see points on the bench, uh, mm. that hurts more than a lot of things. Um, so really, it's been a rough go most of the season, aside from a couple weeks. Uh, and this week just reflected uh, basically all of that. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think the especially the Allison uh, injury was like news to me when I opened the the Premier League website today. Like I didn't even realize that he was injured. So that's unfortunate, but it, you do have a backup who plays and produces. So that's always a, a benefit. Very well. Um, Contrary to my weekly belief where I'm like, there's no way he doesn't give up like three goals. And then he doesn't. And I am disappointed once more. Yeah. Could you talk us through? So you did a transfer for uh, Lacazette for Che Adams this week. Um, mm. Talk us through that. Uh, So Lacazette, I don't know. I don't remember my thought process where I put him on my team because that was a terrible idea. One, why would I want an Arsenal player? <laughs> Two, he sucks. So, uh, I, I've i seen Southampton recently, and they have just astounded me. And and I thought, Shea Adams, you know, why not? And I also was trying to maybe open up some 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 space in there for maybe uh, hopefully this or this next week um, picking up a, a, big, a big hit or a big boy. Um, so I just wanted to open up some, some money, uh, for making a big move. So I, I decided to, I mean, downgrade. Uh, and so I went with Shea Adams. Uh, I've seen, I've watched a few Southampton games. I've seen him. He's very active. He's all over the place. And I was like, and his form really, that's what, that's what caught my eye. So, uh, I went with him, obviously didn't get much out of that, but I, I imagine I will stick with him at least for a little bit, especially with Bamford's lack of production recently um, i'm gonna need somebody else to go up there with uh dcl so that no was, i think that that's was... a great that's a great transfer i think like with danny ings out Che adams is getting all the playing time in the world mm-hmm. um for the value like i think it's great value and it gives you um i think you have like 2.5 in the bank right uh, yeah, yeah two point five so. in the bank, and with that, you can you can do exactly exactly what you were just saying. You can bring in a heavy hitter, either sub out someone at forward and get someone more heavy hitting, or beef up that uh that midfield a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that's a great transfer. Um, I don't know. What about you, Evan? Yeah, I think that's a really good, smart move. Where where are you thinking about um, upgrading? Uh, the defense. Definitely. I'm thinking, yep. I mean, I have yep. made a mistake so far of not having Chilwell, so uh, that is... Oh, uh, yes! I was hoping you would say him. 
Yes, I'm so happy you're getting him, Tim. Because I, I, I know I, will, I, will I want him as well. I know I will be. Uh, Vestergaard has been so solid this whole year, so I'm very confident in him. Uh, but other than him, outside of him, I've had just no consistency on the back end. So uh, hopefully Chilwell will bring that. I'm sure he will. Uh, and then we'll just we'll pray for that third spot back there. Oh, great. I love, I love that move. You are headed in the right direction. <laughs> totally. That's good to know. Who are you, who are you, who are you um, getting rid of? You said you're upgrading Vestergaard to Chilwell or oh, Coleman? Oh, no. Uh, Vestergaard is, is, a, is a keep for sure. Uh, Bob oh, okay. is most yeah. likely going. Um, pot- Why not Coleman? Well, just Wolves always astounds me with their ability. No, to, no, Coleman, like, not Kilman. Oh, Coleman. Coleman, not uh, Kilman. James like Coleman. I I don't know. I just feel like maybe I should just wait it out because I want I like having those teams that I know are just better. I like having those defensemen on my back end and I feel like Balbuena's not going to do anything and so maybe if I just hold out hope for for Coleman, he might do something. But I mean I don't know. That'll have to. That'll. That'll. I'll have to put some thought into that. I know he. I Evan know Azar. Everton will play defense, but I don't know how long that will be until Coleman plays defense. I was gonna say, Evan, as our resident <laughs> Everton fan, how do you feel about Seamus Coleman? I don't. Well, let me first say I don't want to tell you what to do, um, but um, if I could shed a little bit of light on the Coleman issue, um, I don't know much about the injury. To be honest, I haven't really paid attention to the Everton subreddit in a while in the last two or three weeks. So I've not been kept I've not been keeping up with his injury. So I have no idea. Your okay. guess is as good as mine. Um, but as far as uh, there's two things that I would say to consider. Um, one is Everton's run of fixtures. So even if Seamus Coleman was gonna be fit. We have Burnley this coming week, but it doesn't even look like Coleman will be fit for that. So after that, we have Chelsea, Leicester, Arsenal, then Sheffield United, which is good, and then Man City. So not great great. fixtures, first of all. Not great. Not Mm -hmm. terrible, um, but not great. And then another thing is we have looked very abject in defense lately. Um, we, I mean, Fulham scored twice on us, Leeds scored against us, um, and then we lost to like, God, who did we lose to? Did you lose to like, we lost to, we lost to Newcastle, we lost to Southampton. It's, it's not been great. Um, we've not kept a clean sheet in, oh my God, we've not kept a clean sheet since game week one. Oh, so if, if I'm that sure Roger Bennett would say that is a uh, that is Pickford's fault. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and it was against your Spurs. So uh, I mean, it's embarrassing. God. So it's it's not great. So again, I don't want to tell you what to do. I would not. I would not. I would just go ahead and upgrade Coleman if I were you. If it was I, if I was in your position, that um, is convincing. Because yeah, just because it yeah. It does. It's not. It's not looking great for Everton now. Look, it. It's always hard to transfer a person out that you like, and I'm really glad you have Seamus Coleman. Um, <laughs> but he's hurt, so you can always bring him back later when he's fit again. 
Um, or you can bring, or you can bring back another Everton defender if you want. Um, if they, if they start whipping it in shape, so um, I wouldn't be too too hard on yourself as far as like transferring him out because you can always bring him back in. Say, I think we can use our game week uh, wild my second wild card in like um, like game week sixteen or something. So it's not that far away. So yeah, um, you can always bring him back. So I wouldn't worry about it. But again, you could you know do what you want. If you don't like Balbuena, then transfer him out. But um, Coleman's not really doing you any good. Anyway, make a so. suggestion. That is true. Yeah. Uh, I was looking at the fixtures for the next like four or five weeks. Um, might be an interesting time to pick up a uh, favorite of the podcast, Tariq Lamptey, for Brighton. Um, oh, do you disagree? <laughs> I don't know. I'm. I'm. I don't know if I would pick him up. I he's already picking up Chilwell. I you got to pick up oh, Chilwell that's true. right now. Chilwell I say is you a pick lock up for Chilwell. Sure. Like I would yeah, pick up uh, Lamptey just to have just to be able to like have an incentive to watch Brighton play just because I love their jerseys. Yeah, I love the oh, colors. Yeah. I love the colors. But yeah, just hear me out. Listen to listen to their fixtures coming up. Okay. So, um, they've got. Southampton next week. Mm-hmm. Then they've got Leicester, which is admittedly isn't great, but is looking better. And then they've got Fulham. And then they've got Sheffield after that. And then they've got West Ham. Mm. <laughs> so that is just saying. That there is, and, and then and then Arsenal there. after that. And then Arsenal there after that. Arsenal can't score. There. Arsenal is bad, which is just a blessing for Let's, me. Let's um. Okay. Um. Tim, is there? I don't know if you want to get into just general Premier League talk, um, but we can go back to your team if you want. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to talk about, like your team specifically, or like maybe what your strategy is going forward to try to get out of the out of the bottom, out of the relegation zone? Um. Well, my strategy. Uh. So I am super. I I am protective of that. Uh. Of that triple captain. Uh. I have yet to find the confidence to Ooh. use that. And obviously the bench boost has not been the move with all of my players hurt. So uh, I don't really know at this point. At this point, I'm just trying to whip my team into shape uh, on a week basis, just yeah. trying to get who works uh, who works uh, in there. Um, and it's been a slow process. I thought I had it one week. Yeah. I thought I I thought I nailed it, uh, and then it kind of all fell apart. So uh, at this point, it's just um, you know you got to nail that captain every week. Uh, and just hopefully just gradually uh, get the players you need in there because uh, right now it's it's definitely a, a continuous shuffle. Um, yeah. I think, I honestly think, so I, I don't know if I will ever not Captain Son for the rest of the year. Mm, I, just, I, I can't bring myself to do it. Now, De Bruyne would be the one contender for that, for that captain, but I, every time I don't Captain Son, I regret it. Uh, and also, I just love that man. So I, I do believe, uh, I do believe that uh, I will, I will captain some for the rest of the year, uh, for better or for worse. So that would yeah. be my strategy. <laughs> I, I like, I like that thinking. No, I yeah. like that thinking, Tim. Because if you try to like, if you try to play it too much, like if you have your two players that you're going to captain, and you try to switch back and forth and alternate every week, you're going to miss a lot. But yeah. if you keep it on Sun and you're you know, if you're going to regret it by captaining someone else, 
then stick with Sun, and you're gonna luck. You're gonna get points just based because he's gonna score <laughs> again, mm-hmm. you know, in yeah. the season. So you're you, that way you don't miss any of his points. Um, totally. So it's kind of like it's kind of more of like a defensive captain. Um, I really like that. There was one season when uh, Mo Salah was just out and away like the best player. I think it was when he broke the Premier League record, and you just captain him. In that season, you just captain him. Didn't matter what happened. He's gonna blank. Yeah. Even in the bad fixtures, you captain him. It doesn't matter because uh, you don't know when he's going to score. So, and that's the way it is with uh, Sun. Like they can score against anybody. So it's hard to it's hard to choose what games to captain him for. So just stick him. Just stick the armband on him for the rest of the season, or at least for like a good chunk of a uh, good chunk of time. And I think you'll do pretty well. I think yeah. that's a good. I think that's a good safe move and that way you can be aggressive maybe in some other places like picking up Chilwell and um, some other players that we don't have and even more so this year like it's so hard to like tell like you really can't always tell by past form how well a team's gonna play week to week like it's just so unpredictable you know Mm -hmm. and so like the idea of like trying to suss out when someone's gonna be playing well like oh this fixture is great this fixture is good like a certain to a certain extent that's really helpful but also just like with all of the contingencies of covid and the fact that like you know home in a way doesn't mean what it normally means all those different things um like make that a little bit more difficult i would say yeah yeah definitely um feel free to bring it back to your team at any point tim but what um i guess a couple of things one who do you think is going to win the Premier League um, based on where we're at right now? Um, who do you think is going to win the title this season? And then also what has been kind of your favorite um, your favorite storyline, um, either team to watch or just other off-the-field storyline um, that's happened so far this season? Um, well, prediction, I do, think, I do think this is the year. Spurs are going to do it. Uh, Son and Kane, uh, they're doing. They're back the at it record. again. Back at it again. Uh, they're gonna. They're gonna keep scoring goals. The defense just showed up. I can't believe it. It's wonderful to watch. Uh, Loris doesn't look like he's 82 anymore. Uh, it's just beautiful. Uh, and so, <laughs> let us hands. Let us hands, Loris. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I, I, from what I have seen so far, Spurs are 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 my contender. And I believe in them, and I think they're going to lift that wow. that, that cup uh, at the end of the season. I love now, it. My favorite storyline. Football's coming home. I mean, that home. would be my favorite storyline. But uh, outside of Spurs, uh, Southampton for real. They, I just Ooh, I love okay. seeing. I love seeing those teams that I have always just thought of as just you know the garbage of the Premier League, the, the teams that are always fighting to not get relegated. And now Southampton is just showing up. They're in the top. I I can't even remember. They're fifth or something. Uh, and they've just, they've, for me, at least in my recent, extremely recent memory of Premier League history, they've just always, they've never, never popped on a, on a table or in a fixture, but now they really do. And that's just really cool to me. I love, I love the way they look. They look so classy. Uh, Shea Adams is a good looking man, but Vestergaard, Vestergaard is my dude because he looks, he looks like. He looks like Drago from Rocky Four out there. When they when they cross the ball in, I 
as any sort of opposing player, I am running out of that 18-yard box. I'm not getting where, <laughs> anywhere near that dude. Uh, so uh, I'm I'm big on I'm big on Southampton. Uh, really really excited. For love them. it. Wow, I love totally. that. That's not uh, what I was expecting. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, Evan, can we put our money where our mouth is? We haven't made official oh, projections. Oh my! For oh, don't make me do league. this, so Taylor. I think <laughs> yes. I think if we're gonna ask him to do it, we're gonna have to do it too. Don't make um, me do this, Taylor. Tim, I mean, uh, Evan, who Taylor? Don't make me do this. Who are you predicting is going to win the Premier League this season? Are we putting actual money on this? No. Okay, good. Maybe, um, maybe we might do that later, but for right now, it's just for, well um, then. Well for then. For posterity. All right. Well then, uh, in that case, I, my brain is telling me one thing, but my heart is telling me that I can't go there. <laughs> um, so I'm not even going to mention their name. Um, so I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Spurs. Whoa. Excellent. Let's Excellent. go <laughs> for my brother, for my brother and for the two best Griffiths. <laughs> wow. uh, I'm going to, I'm going to put my money on Liverpool. Um, but yeah. I'm also going to put my money on Chelsea for a second place finish. Um, yeah. Already on record for that. Chelsea would definitely yeah. be my second choice to, to hoist that cup. Awesome. Yeah, I think I would. Uh, oh, I mean, well, I mean, obviously I want Everton to win. So is that what, is that what your brain was telling you? No, God, no. Okay, good. That's what I, <laughs> that's what I was hoping. No, my brain was telling me. The team that shall not be named, Liverpool. Oh, I yeah. see. I don't I want first... them to win. I th- yeah. I think that they probably will, but I can't. I can't pick them. I, I honestly, Spurs look good. No, yeah, totally. Yeah, what the what is confusing about this to me is like there are several teams that you really don't like, and so when you said that team that must not be named, <laughs> the first thing that came to mind was Man United. <laughs> Oh, they are no, they are nowhere near the title, sir. <laughs> nowhere near it. Um, wow. Do you have Taylor? Do you have any questions for Tim specifically um, on the on the Premier League? I don't have any like uh, Premier League questions, but I do wonder if we could get into my uh, my final segment, which let's do it. Is typically called dressed to the false nines, but this week. I guess we'll still be called that, but it is only tangentially related to clothing this week. Is it dressed um, to the false Tims? Dressed to the false Tims. <laughs> For uh, Tim Griffin. Yeah, something like that. Um, okay, and this is this question is going to be in the form of a would you rather. Um, oh. And so Exciting. you have four choices. Four. So you have two. You have two hours to spend. Would you rather? A. Play a round of golf with Gareth Bale. <laughs> B. Go shopping with Hector Bellerin. Oh my god. C. Play Valorant on Twitch with Neymar. Oh my god. This is or incredible. D. Work out with Jose Mourinho. D. <laughs> D. Tim, wow. No hesitation goes with D. Uh, D. D. 100%. Uh, we let's let well, let's just go uh, one by one. Uh, for A, that was golf with Gareth Bale. 
Oh uh, yeah, that one's straight out. Can't play golf. Uh, golf is off the table. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. B was uh, B was uh, shopping. Uh, B was shopping, shopping with Hector Bellerin. Shopping. I do. I oof, that one is very tempting. Uh, C is out. Can't stand Neymar, and I've never played Valorant. Uh, Valorant is much too. Uh, I'm not about those shooter games where uh, you die, you're out. I need to be able to spawn back in immediately. Uh, so I'm out on Valorant. Uh, also can't stand Neymar. Uh, now D, working out with Jose Mourinho sounds like an absolute dream, because I feel like I at that one workout I would be fulfilled. Like I would have fulfilled my like athletic needs for the rest of my life after that. That however long or the, that, those two hours, <laughs> I would never have to be active again. But yet I would still be in shape the rest of my life. Uh, so that just sounds like totally. a dream come true. Uh, so for sure D. Okay. Wow. Awesome. I think I also you, you ran down them, I think, perfectly. I would just yeah. say to number one, and I don't think you're going to choose number one, Evan, so I think I can I can, um, I can, can say this. Uh, I don't think Gareth Bale would be great company on a, on a round of golf. <laughs> you know? He, he doesn't Probably seem not. like a super fun guy to be around. He seems salty. Yeah. Like, he, he played in Madrid for, like, however many years and didn't really learn Spanish. Like, come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of a that's kind of a a, a dirtbag move. Uh I mean not that yeah. Josie would be much yeah. more fun to be around, but just to go along with getting swole with next to Jose Mourinho, uh I would imagine I would learn so much about how about like my social media presence and how I could really just enforce that. And and that would be just <laughs> that would be so great. I I do indeed uh need some info on that, especially from from a man such as Jose. Yeah. Wow. Great Evan, choice. You? Oh, I would pick shopping with Hector Bellerin. I'd give him $1,000 <laughs> and tell him, pick out my wardrobe. <laughs> and that, those are the clothes I would wear for the rest what of my do you, life. What do you think he would come back with? Uh, well, I don't know. He hasn't seen me. That's he doesn't true. know my body type. He doesn't have your dimensions. <laughs> he doesn't have my dimensions. Let me eat, let me let me text him my dimensions real quick. <laughs> see what he says. Uh, I, think you would, I think you would get some really... Um, nice like uh prada like nylon pants and boots i think that would be in the running you'd probably come you back think with, like, you a... think i'm only gonna get one outfit because i'm hoping to get like five how much did you say you were gonna give him a thousand dollars you're not you're not coming back with much nope. more than, than two <laughs> pairs of pants. Get... <laughs> Listen, i know he's blowing you, it all you think you think hector bellard shops at the payless no, I don't shop. I'm not. Who goes? I'm not shopping at Payless, but I would at least expect him to like. I don't know. I guess. I, yeah, you're right. He he would get he would get expensive an expensive pair of pants and some shoes, and that's what I would have. No, I would. And then say, I'd wear I'd wear my stupid looking button up shirts with very very nice pants and shoes. I I would say. Uh, maybe we can say you get an allowance for your, cause like the golf, the golfing would cost money, you know, stuff. Maybe you get like a certain allowance to go shopping with Hector Bell. And so don't, Ooh, don't okay. think about the money too much. Oh, well, I mean, I would, st- uh, I mean, I would still pick it, but yeah, I don't know what he would come back with. I'm sure he would probably come back with like a lot of accessories. I'm not a big accessories guy. I bet he would, I bet he would have like some nice watches, some nice necklaces, probably some rings. Honestly, I could go for some rings. I've always been jealous of people that like can pull off like a bunch of rings on their hands. Totally. So maybe 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 he'd give me some rings. Um 
He'd probably tell me to like do something different with my hair to like grow it out, make it long like his. Yeah. Um. I don't know. That's all I got. Probably some. Probably some new glasses. I don't. <laughs> some very <laughs> tiny glasses. Yeah, a monocle. I don't know. I don't. I don't think you. <laughs> Well, I'm glad to know oh. that Tim would work out with Jose Mourinho. Probably yes. spend the whole time on that leg extender, like in that Instagram photo. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, you you would take the shopping trip with a. Uh, what would you Bellamy. do, Taylor? It would You'd it would be between it would be between the shopping with Hector Bellerin and uh, work out with Jose Mourinho. Like, I think I would like learn more from the shopping trip with Hector Bellerin. But I think I would remember the workout with Jose Mourinho more. Like that would just be like a yeah. like a signature moment in my life that um Yeah, I don't know. I think I'd probably go with the workout honestly. You worked out with the chosen one. Yeah. Totally. All right. Well, um we how long have we gone? We're at a solid, <laughs> a solid hour and ten minutes or so. Um, well, is there anything else uh, we want to talk about? Anything else we want to we want to say? Tim, the floor is open for you to give everyone a warning about how you're going to storm the league and you're going to rise up the ranks, and for everyone to to watch out. So, do you want to talk smack, or do you want to uh, okay, have words well... of encouragement, or what? I'm going to just embrace uh, my role as the underdog. Uh, no, nobody's yes. betting on me. Yes. Uh, y'all better watch out. I'm coming swift and silent. Uh, Son is going yeah. to eat you alive on the fantasy pitch and on the real pitch. Uh, all of your teams quiver in fear when that when that South Korean boy jogs out with that big smile and those nasty dance moves. Uh, and he's going to school oh. everyone on the pitch. Uh, and that is all I have to say. You're like a, you're it. like one of Jose Mourinho's little ponies. Did you see that press conference? <laughs> <laughs> he was like Liver, Liverpool are like big horses, and we're just little ponies. <laughs> what is he? What is he saying? <laughs> he was trying to sell them as the underdog, um, which you know, whatever. <laughs> anyway, little ponies. On Love that it. note, <laughs> on that note, I think we should go ahead and end things. Tim, thanks uh, so much for Thank being you, our Tim. guest. It was it a pleasure. It was a yeah. blast. Totally. Um, we hope to have you on again soon, um, later on in the season as things yeah. progress. Alright, well, uh, see y'all later. Bye. Bye.